0: Welcome everybody to Panfish Nation, along with Mark, I'm Lyle, and Mark,
1: it's a beautiful day in the Ozarks today. It was a beautiful day over here too, high like 72, sun was out. Yeah, we was close to 80,
0: but um, we're having uh, lows in the 50s and 60s at night, where you can sleep real good. Mm -hmm. Don't have to run the air conditioner unless you want to, but in the daytime, it's pretty
1: nice, and. Falls here, you know. It's yeah, like we we had this talk, and I, here where I live, as soon as Labor Day comes around, it's all downhill right after that. I mean, immediately. Yeah, we haven't had a day over eighty-two degrees yet, so and there's none in the forecast. So we'll see what happens. If anything, it's going to start getting colder, and all those crazy people are going to start drinking that pumpkin spice stuff. I'm, we're going to yeah, be hearing about that. No,
0: I'm not going to be doing that. We we're going to have have mid-80s and up into like 88 for one day for the next 10 days. Everything else is in the low 80s and 70s. No 90s predicted um, and lows. Uh, we have, Sunday night's going to be 49. Yeah, that's
1: cold. I ain't going to be out there on my boat that day. I got to figure I'm,
0: something. I'm thinking, man, that's my kind of weather, 50s, 60s stuff
1: i like so yeah me too i like 70s during the day and it can get a little colder at night i gotta make this switch over to day fishing i did go fishing yesterday um I had a little bit of luck it took me a while to find, get the find the crappie and once i did that that blasted wind kicked up and kept blowing my boat off the spot so it was yeah. more of a struggle keeping on spot than catching them i got a bunch of danks, and i got one real good dandy that i was kind of happy about you know up here a 13 inch crappie so <laughs> a sight to see, to be honest with you, especially a a state park lake that I was at, um, Rock Cut State Park, by the way, if you guys are wondering. Um, It's really pressured, and for it to be two days after Labor Day weekend, I'm, I'm pretty happy I even got on a fish. So,
0: I think we need to go through the people in chat, and before you start, Mark, I see one of our old buddies that's in there right now, Patrick Corcoran. Hadn't seen him in our chat for a while. I need to get with him. We need to have him back on the show. And tell you the truth, I need to order some stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can help you with that, Lyle. No, yeah. no you can I can return the favors, buddy.
0: <laughs> uh, Patrick and his brother have uh, woods and water. Uh, they sell a lot of fly and jig tie and stuff. So if you get a chance, check them out. They're a great guy. And another guy that I noticed is in here is our buddy Dave. Um, <clears throat> he he's in here with double hook angling and um real cool guy. You guys need to check him out. He's got some videos, been doing some live stuff, and uh, he ties a lot of jigs and stuff
1: online. So uh, check them guys out. But other than that, I think we should go through the list. I agree. There's the great Miss Chrissy Brown. Welcome, Chrissy. How you doing, dear? Crappie Day fish on in the house. What's up, my friend? The great Creole catfishing. How you doing, Jeremy? Uh, watched your show a Tuesday night doing it solo. You did a great job, bud. Uh, right on. There's Mr. Dale Hayslip. Mr. David Smith. There's Don R. You know, he won AVID's uh, Channel Cat Tournament. Beat everybody Congratulations. out. Congratulations. Congratulations, Don. There's hope for us older gentlemen yet. And I use that word, gentleman loosely. <laughs> Way to go, Don! Double hook angling. What's up, Dave? Ethan Turner in the house. How you doing? Fish Flex, also known as Sean Chili. How you doing? He's going to be a guest on Chad's show next week, I believe.
0: Uh, I'm
1: sorry so, for him. <laughs> We're talking about Ch- uh, you, not Chad. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Ethan Turner in the house. How you doing, Ethan? Uh, I think I got you already. Uh, Fishing by faith with Jeff Barker. How you doing, Jeff? Fishing with Squirrel. What's up, Squirrel? <sighs> There's the great Miss D. How you doing, dear? D had her birthday this weekend. I know they went out for some steaks, and didn't she get a a Krampus fly rod? She got a fly rod. She did get one. That was a real nice yeah. fly rod. She she said y'all gonna be jealous, and she sent us that group message. I was like, I'm <laughs> jealous. Happy twenty ninth birthday, D. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin Baker, Nuts and Bolts Fishing. What's up, Kevin? K-ry- KY Redneck Outdoors in the house. What's up, buddy? Lance McCo Guy. He's been chasing them kings up north in Sheboygan. Uh, medic for Outdoors Anthony. How you doing, Anthony? Hopefully your daughter didn't get her catfish and crappie or steal your catfish and crappie t-shirt. There's the great Melissa. How you doing, dear? She's with uh, a hog leg show every night. Her, uh, hogleg and Kenneth have their show on either hog legs or Kenneth's Take Down Catfish and Show. Patrick, uh... Cor- I'm sorry, Cor- Corcoran. Cor- 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 How do you say that? Corcoran. Corcoran. How you doing, Patrick, again? Sorry about that. There's quiet man, Curtis. How you doing, Curtis? Troy over at Real and Virtual Outdoors. Robin C. in the house. Steve Ransom. How you doing? Sonny Catnabber. Parker, what's up, Sonny? How you doing? Uh, Super Dave, mod extraordinaire from SK Show. What's up, Super Dave? Team Snag and Whiskers. How you doing? Twisted Fishing TV. Hello, Frank. Uh, Valerie Irvin, uh want to be outdoors. He is a crew member, by the way. What's going on, Matt? How are you? Uh, and Whisker Dreams in the House. Avid Fisherman just popped in. The great Miss Cindy Stokes. There she is. Going through the list here real quick. I think I got everybody. Uh, I have uh,
0: I have to tell you, Mark, that uh, Sonny Parker has had uh, surgery on his hand, and he's struggling a little bit with that. So, um he explained it to me on the phone the other day. I'm not going to go through what he told me they done, but it sounded really painful. So you guys keep Sonny in your thoughts, prayers, because uh, uh, they're talking about doing something to his other hand also. While uh, so, uh, but Sonny's uh, a big proponent of um, of safety in boats and on the water, and uh, he keeps track of a lot of that stuff. And he's going to be doing a show with us here in the next couple weeks. Uh, about boat safety we try to do one every year uh, on catfish weekly but sonny's going to jump on there and and help us do one uh and that'll be really good because he's up to speed on it so just wanted to throw that out there but i know he's in a lot of pain with his hand and and uh, i hope he
1: gets to feeling better because he's Super nice guy. Well, oh, I'm 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 hoping he's feeling better too. I do want to say a lot of Parker Pursuits. And on that note, I do oh Mr. Mike Irvin in the house. What's up, Mike? I do want to bring up another one that Jay Fox um hunter. He uh is uh in really bad shape. So if you guys could keep him in your prayers, um he he could definitely use it. I'm not gonna go into details or anything, but he's he's not doing well at all. So and he's a bad. real great guy. So
0: he is, he's a good dude. And um uh, I seen that we have Justin fishing fetish in there. What's up, I Justin? Hope, he, hope he's doing well, and hope his daughter's doing great too, and they're catching a
1: lot of fish. Joe Bucks in the house. Also, I saw I?
0: Matt with Want to Be Outdoors.
1: What's up, Matt? How you doing, Parker? fan per- I think we got him. Think so. There's D. Oh, I want to say hello to Betty if she's watching in the background, which she might be.
0: That's cool. I've been missing her. She hadn't been in chats for the last week or two. I'm sure she's been busy. She works a lot.
1: <clears throat> and do like but, do like Troy says, people, hit that thumbs up, please. We there you go.
0: Hey, and, and while you're at it, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. And below, down below here. If you look down below, there's a join button. If you really like the content and stuff, want to be a part of it, you
1: can join our, our group, and we'd love to have you. I'm going to stick use that pointing finger idea for my channel, Al. Yeah. You got,
0: you, you, there's Van. There's Van. Yeah. Please call me the old fella. What's up with that?
1: Could be worse. He could be calling me the old fella.
0: <laughs> We're always glad to have Van in here. Mark, I had a a cool topic or I thought it was a cool topic that we talk about tonight is what kind of bait are you using right now to catch fish?
1: It depends. If I'm fishing for flathead bait, I'm using I'm using I'm using red worms for flathead bait just because I'm in a hurry. I, I don't have time to try and finesse them out, which is actually more fun to me. But when you're pressed for time, you're pressed for time. So um other than that, I, I like using what stuff like ice fishing jigs, hand ties, ice fishing jigs with little tiny plastics on them. Um, what's the name of that big crappie? Uh, oh my god, I can't. Not Charlie Brewer. What's the other one that makes all the plastics out there? Anybody in chat can help me out. They mm-hmm. make a. They do make. A, look at this. We got a new member here. Gifted one Panfish Nation membership. Don R. Thank you for gifting that to somebody. I don't thank know um, but anyways, they make the itty bitty, um, swimming shads. Those work really good. Um, uh, some other baits you sometimes I'll break into my trout bag. I have a, a trout folder where I keep all my little lures and my power eggs and all that stuff. But in there, I also have a pack of, um, uh, trout magnets. They work really well. I don't know if it's the plastic as much as it is the size of the jig heads. And I really like those jig heads. They work pretty good, and and you know obviously I use some uh, flies out of my Lyle Stokes fly collection <laughs> box that I got, which you can get yourself on Facebook if you want to go. Just look up Panfish Nation flies and jigs, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, jig-
0: we're getting ready to update, rate all that stuff too, because I have a bunch of new stuff that's come out and pictures that need to be uploaded and talk about things like that. But um, you know, I'm gonna guess. That worms are probably the number one way that that the majority of people catch bluegill, bullheads, any kind of stuff they're going to use for bait, or even that they want to use um, to to catch eating fish with, and they'll they'll use them under fixed bobbers and slip corks and all kinds of ways of doing it. They'll bounce them along the bottom if they're in shallow water, depending on how much structure and. What's underneath the water, but personally, I'm using hand ties most all the time. Um, just simply because I like them, and you know, and I've had pretty good success rate with them. And thanks to our old buddy James Dockery, I have figured out a way to be more successful with them, and that is to tie some of them smaller. He kept telling me all the times that. You're tying them too big. They're too big. They're too big. Well, I was tying them to work. Hell, they wasn't this big. He says they're too big. But the smaller they are, the easier it is for them fish to get a hold of and yep. get a hook. Because a lot of times I was getting short strikes where they was getting the tail end of the jig and they wasn't getting the hook. And he was right about that. And damn, I hate to admit that.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Not only do they have a small opening to their mouth, they also have a small cavity back there. So That's they're, right. They're not able to inhale all that water volume to be able to get that hook in, to be honest. That's right. That's that right. And has a lot to do with it, too. And especially, like, the, I kind of learned that, too, not only from, from listening to James talk about it, but... Uh, um. Also through ice fishing. Ice fishing, you know, they're very lethargic and they're slow to act, just because the water's colder. I mean, we're going to dunk You know, we, we, if we dunked Chad in some thirty-three degree water, he'd move a little slower too. At least after he figured he caught, his breath. caught yeah, if, if we caught his breath, he, he'd move a little slower too. So, <laughs> I really do. Um,
0: I like tipping my. um, if if I'm having trouble getting fish to bite, I like to tip them with red worms or night crawlers. Um, and I used to tease um, Dieter Melhorn about using red worms all the time because around here you couldn't get them. Nobody carried them. Uh, you had to get night crawlers, and you, it just takes a piece of a night crawler that big to be successful when you're when you're fishing for panfish. And I told Dieter he didn't know what he's doing using them redworm, but and finally, we had some stores around here started carrying them, and um, they don't have to be refrigerated as much as nightcrawlers. Um, they seem to last longer, and you get more of them in a in a uh, container, uh, at least where I'm getting them at. Yeah, um, now whether they're better or not, one's better than the other. I don't see where one works any better than the other. But if they're on there and you're having a tough, if the if their bite's good, you don't have to have nothing, just a jig of some kind. You can rip them. But if the bite's tough, you can tip the tip a jig uh, or just use them underneath the slip cork on a, on a hook and you can do really well on either one. And I can't really, I can't make a decision on what one would be better than the other. I
1: just can't. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Waxies, especially, you know. No, we don't have them at all around here. Obviously, in a winter, uh, they, they're they're a go-to. Also, in a winter, I also will tip jigs with uh, minnow heads. I'll just take the heads off of minnows, those small, small crappie minnows. Put them even on a jigging spoon if I'm not just using a jig, and they'll offer a lot of scent. I, I saw, um, I was watching a uh, three-pound crappie. Uh, yeah, forgive me. I don't know the gentleman's name. But he was fishing a tournament on Granada, and everybody was having a hard time that one of the days of this multi-day tournament. And he was putting a bunch of wax worms on his jigs, and boom, woke them up. They stink pretty good, so I can see why that is. Um, Other things that that can help are garlic scents. Um, I got some smelly jelly that I got from uh, um, uh, SK's show. What's going on, Kim Burnett's in the house. What's up, Kim? How you doing? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ethan Turner's in here, too. What's up, Ethan? He's a crew member. Awesome. Um, the garlic stuff seems to help for some reason. Why? I don't know. All I know is my my, my panfish and crappie bag smells like an Italian restaurant. and That is no <laughs> lie. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's ridiculous. <laughs> mm. uh,
0: I was supposed to get a hold of Kim last week, I think, and I forgot. So I'll try to do that this week, and we'll get him set up get him back in here. It's always a pleasure to have Kim on the show and he's such a wealth of knowledge. And um, if you want to find out how the fall transition uh, works with bluegill and panfish and stuff like that, uh, I can't think of anybody that'd be any more knowledgeable than
1: Kim Burnett. We got people that keep coming in here like Kim, and I see Scott Swift made it in here. I saw Valerie in here earlier, but I'm not sure if I remembered to say hello to her. I want to make sure that I do. If anybody well, else pops up, I'll interrupt. Like, John Boy's Catfishing showed up. What's up, John Boy? Cody from 3 Plus One Outdoors. How are you doing? Robin C. says, smelly jelly. That's funny.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> is it, <laughs> is, it,
1: is it gross smelling or... It smells like garlic. It smells like, like like Italian food, like garlic bread almost. Yeah, i right with that. 15 times stronger. <laughs> There's Cody with three plus one
0: outdoors. Mm.
1: And if you guys are listening to this in the podcast, and if you guys did know that, Lyle has this out there on uh, Apple and Spotify and all of that stuff. So if you want to listen to it there, you can. And if you're listening to it on there, you can always come here and watch this live on YouTube every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central time. Isn't that right, Lyle? That's correct. That is, there's Turner Fishing. Glad to have him in here. Look at this. Cody from 3 Plus 1 Outdoors is now a member. Thank you for purchasing the members, or thank you for, oh, it looks like uh, Don gifted 10 Panfish Nation memberships. Oh, wow. Thank,
0: thank you, Don. You. We appreciate that. <clears throat> there's Valor everyone.
1: I don't know how those people accept those, or does he get to do them? I don't know how that works. We'll have to talk to Josh about that. Yeah, I know um, Josh done that here a while back, too. Chrissy Brown picked one up. Cody picked one up. Ethan picked one up. Troy over at Real and Virtual Outdoors is a member now, and Matt, obviously, from Want to Be Outdoors. We're very happy to have all of you as members.
0: We appreciate it so much. Uh, Like I say, I don't know how that works, but I'm glad
1: it does. It looks like uh, Don did gift it to him Awesome Very nice There's outdoor addictions too What's up, Jesse? Uh, let's see what Frank has to say. Frank says, I use a product called Liquid Krill from uh, Potski. Oh, if that doesn't sound like it came from one of my people, I don't know what does. <laughs> it's natural lique- liquefied krill. Great for everything so far as I can tell. Cool. I'll keep an eye I've out. For got you. a cool website.
0: I've been on it before talking about their products and stuff. If you haven't checked it out, it might be, if you're into using um, spray-on stuff and dip your jigs and, stuff in things and that might be an outlet that you should check out because they have a pretty good website
1: I uh, I'm a big fan of the Procure scents because they're kind of like they're they're gels only not as thick as you would think but they're still gels and I just Mm -hmm. think they stay longer especially on hand ties they do so those work pretty good which is why I like that smelly jelly Oh, their van is a new member looky there
0: Thank you, Van. Thanks, man.
1: The um, you know he felt he felt bad about calling you old. That's why he did that. No, he did not. I promise you, he did not. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, The the thing about these these scents and the smell goodies and. Whether it be a gel or a spray or thing. My question about, because I've never used any of that, my question is how long does that stay on a lure?
1: I don't know. It stays on for a little while. Once the bite slows down, I'll try dipping it again. If it doesn't pick back up, I know I got to move. Okay. I've had it pick up again. Ethan Turner says, You guys ever try, uh, you guys ever use grasshoppers for panfish? I have not. Grasshoppers aren't a big bait where I live. They work really good around here on farm ponds. And thank Phew. you. And they work really good for moon Eye, if I'm not mistaken, Lyle. I wouldn't know, but I've seen. Like, I've not used them for that, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Um, but I know for for bigger bluegill, unless you can find some of the real small ones, uh, the size of crickets, them great big ones, bass will eat them. You know, any, you get them on a hook and toss them out there on top of the water,
1: and they get to the kicking them legs. Something's going to come after them. Bass will eat anything, though. I'm sorry to say. I'm I'm pretty I, sure you're right about I, that. Caught bass on hot dogs when I was a kid. And thank you for the super chat, Ethan. We we appreciate it.
0: Boom, Freddie hit us with a five spot. Thank you, Freddie. We appreciate that. But yeah, wow, the did you uh, say boom. I hated to, but yeah, I did. It <laughs> slipped out before I could stop it. Sonny's right. Crickets work really, really well. The problem with crickets is if you buy them, they come in a little tube most of the time. And around here, again, nobody handles them. The guy at the bait shop that opened up outside of town, he says he won't put them in his store because they smell. Well, what do you call all that other stuff in, here? in your store that stinks? I like, I couldn't believe he said that, but that's what he said. He wouldn't handle them because they stunk. But every time we get them, Somehow they all get loose in the boat. And then you got to listen to them for several trips out you know
1: you know here's the story about crickets real quick i mean just in the last like week some crickets got in my garage right there's a bunch of them in there and i've been leaving my garage door open because the birds have heard them and now i got birds chasing around 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 my garage looking for them they're not getting them though i'm actually kind of surprised (laughs) i thought they'd take care of them right away but they didn't so my dog will just kill them leave them laying the floor Woody used to do that for me, too, but he's, he's yep. no longer with us. He was pretty good at routing them, getting them found and dead. So I see. Oh, Stonefly.
0: Thanks for joining us tonight. Glad to see you in chat.
1: Go to the pet store. They sell them for lizards. As Lyle, Stokes, as Lyle Stokes moment if I've ever seen one. Try to get that fly. Heck
0: yeah. <laughs> Probably get them in a plastic bag. That's a great idea. Thank you, sir. I have to go to Springfield, but you know, for to get them, crickets are great bluegill and panfish bait. Um, and if you're going after bait for catfishing, um, they work really, really good for moon eye. Danny Stone has joined us. Says late again, been loading the camper to head to Kentucky in the
1: morning. I believe they're going on a skipjack mission out there.
0: Well, that would be the only reason I'd want to go to Kentucky.
1: Well, you know, I was actually talking to Danny Stone the other day, and I informed him that I would, haven't caught a skipjack yet. That I'm going to get my chance at the end of next month to do that. And he says, "You may forget the catfish and just go skipjack fishing." Oh, they're fun to catch, man. I don't know if I'll do all that, but I hope they're that much fun. So, crappie day, fish on. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you, crappie day. And he did up you by one, by one cent. <laughs> Freddy. Guerrero. <laughs> Guerrero Bagre. He's another one to the north of me. I'm sure he does a lot of uh, panfish fishing up there through the ice and stuff.
0: Glad to see
1: him in here.
0: I, I didn't, couldn't remember how you pronounced his last name, so I just left it alone. Right now is the best time for crickets here because they are everywhere this time of year. Yeah, I got them all over the backyard, but I can't get down in there and and uh, catch them. And if Dude, I get I'm, down, I
1: can't get back up. Yeah, I'm a little old to be chasing.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. Some grasshoppers around, and if I seen a snake, I would just have to lay
1: there and crap. That's all. <laughs> I couldn't get up fast enough. You know what I saw on a, a Sunday night before I did my live stream? Um, when I got right, right before I launched my boat, I found a, a praying mantis on my boat. Wow. I haven't seen one of them in a couple years. I don't think I've ever seen one live before. And this was the first time it was kind of cool to see. I thought about grabbing it for bait, but I figured it would have been bad luck because it was the first one I ever seen. So yeah. but it was pretty big. It was shoot. It had been six, seven inches long. That's a big one. Yeah. Thank you, Joe Buck. We appreciate it so very much.
0: Um, Praying mantises, I don't know how they'd be for bait, but have you ever seen any of the videos that's on YouTube of the female eating the male?
1: No, we don't want to get in all of that. We don't want to give any ladies in chat an idea of what to do to their husbands and boyfriends. Ladies, do not, do not.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't do that.
1: Do not snuff out your loved ones. We highly recommend not doing that.
0: Yeah, I was, um, I knew they'd done it, but I've there's some videos about that. Kind of caught me off guard. Matt says he caught some nice bluegills today on Lake Norfolk, roughly all nine inches or so and about two inches thick. Wowzer, them are good ones. And Norfolk should be. Uh, up right now, I would think, I haven't been down there in several years, but uh, Norfolk Lake um, is on the border of Arkansas. Actually, part of it's in Missouri and part of it's in Arkansas, I believe, um, but most of it, I think, is in Arkansas. But it is a beautiful lake, and it has uh, everything in it, of course, catfish and, and uh, bass and bluegill and lots of crappie. Lots of crappie. It's a great crappie destination for people going. Thank you, Abbott. Thank you so much. And um, I know that Matt's pretty close to
1: pretty close to that. Nine inches is what I call big. Me too. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and yeah, Guerrero brings up a valid point. This is another bait that I use a lot. It's one inch Berkeley. He uses Berkeley gulp leeches. I haven't tried the leeches, but I've tried. I use the minnows religiously all uh, quite a bit um i've had times where worms weren't working i put those on and they worked i got well, i got spots here where if i use worms i'm catching little guys if i put those berkeley one inch gulp minnows on there that's when the big nine inches come out to play so
0: i want to ask you a question about the berkeley products mm-hmm. the gulp stuff especially <laughs> i find it pretty pricey around here
1: a jar of it'll last me all summer, lyle. So five dollars for a jar of Berkeley Gulp minnows, or five or four fifty for a dozen night crawlers. You tell me what's a better deal.
0: Yeah, if you're getting if they last that long, that, that changes the outlook mm-hmm. on it. Uh, but the the selection around here. Now I'm guessing if I got up to the one in Warsaw, which is right on uh, Truman Lake, uh, and it you know the, it. It's where the dam is. that separates uh, Truman and Lake Ozarks. Uh, they have a real big sporting good uh, supply in there. So I'm supposing that they probably got a better selection of, of Gulp products there. Uh, the ones in Springfield have some, and the ones in Bolivar has some. One in Buffalo ain't got nothing, but, um, you know, it's small mark but the one up there probably does and and uh you know five bucks i thought that was a little pricey is why i never did buy them but if you if they're last that long yeah
1: they go out and only use one or two of them a day 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 now here's my disclaimer to that up until the year before last one would last be an outing not even joking i think they reformulated them made them a little bit softer so now I use maybe two Or three because they do they will come off the hook they made them the uh whatever plastic they use in it a little softer but i think they they might even be a little more effective because they are a little more pliable so the other ones were a little stiff and do not now folks here's my ninja tip of the night do not leave them on your hook to get dried out you'll never get them off (laughs) really yeah they turn into like leather it's pretty pretty vicious stuff wow okay Sonny says he's been to the
0: one at Warsaw. Yeah, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of stuff in it. Uh, so,
1: uh,
0: yeah, I, I'll have to go up there and check that out. And we go up there occasionally and fish. Um, Gregory catches fifty or so green sunfish a day on two or three gold. Uh,
1: that's that makes them very cheap. It, it it does. You mean and you know I had a, a discussion with a subscriber about. Um, since we're, you know, I, I do a lot of bait fishing, um right bait or bait, right? It's one or the other. For a three-pound jug of it, he was complaining that it's like $42. That three-pound jug lasts me for three years, Lyle, and I got a 100-gallon bait tank, and I'm constantly filling my bucket for bait every time I'm going fishing. Yeah, yeah. So it's worth the money. You got to look at the uses on it. So what's up, James? Glad to see James in here with us tonight. Now G, he brings up something that bring, want, makes me want to mention something. Now, if you're digging up crawlers in your yard, picking up off your driveway after a storm, don't put them in the fridge. Uh, put I them in the corner. Any- Put them in a nice, cool spot in your garage. Make sure they're covered. Give them whatever me- medium they need to live in. Um, coffee grounds, I hear, works. So I've never used that. Usually, I just scoop up some mulch and some some dirt from where I, I picked them up. And because uh, the yeah. n- native ones, they don't live in a refrigerated, you know, air. You know, they don't live in a refrigerated climate normally. So that's when you end up killing them, and they turn into slime. And, and you're the one that that brought that to my attention because. Was it last year in the
0: spring? Every spring, when the rains start, um, they come up around my yard, and you can go out there and pick up foot, foot and a half long ones in mm-hmm. my driveway, in the yard, in the middle of the street. When it rains like that, you can get all. But every one time, I put them in a container, put them in in my bait cooler, and they die. And I didn't understand the difference, but. Mark told me they're not from the, the cold climate. And that was right. So if you put them in a, a bucket full of dirt or whatever you want to keep them in, get you a box, they'll eat any kind of roots or waste. Uh, egg yeah, eggshells. waste lettuce, eggshells, anything like that. They'll eat any of that stuff. And um, they grow, they reproduce. <laughs> it's a great way to keep your stuff if you want to fool with it. But all I want them for is bait. I don't care about the other. And uh, but but I did learn a valuable lesson about that cuz every time I get them I put them in the refrigerator they die and I get mad I go man why and it, and I couldn't understand why till Mark explained that to me they're not from up the great north where it's cold and they don't these down here don't grow up in a cold climate they're uh, you know they're living in warmer weather dirt and I guess when it gets cold they just go deeper in the ground. Then mm-hmm. the spring they come back up. So Absolutely. makes sense now that I understand it.
1: Stonefly seventy one, what's up, buddy? He says I use gold plastic container to put them in and get a bottle of gulp juice to keep them in. Uh, I use for skips when I need it. Oh, that'll help. You're just super super charging those baits. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, saw another one calling my name here. Sometimes I'll screw through these and and I'll miss one. I've seen somebody calling my name. Here. Worst stank in
0: the world is dead dread slimy two week old
1: user under the seat worms yeah i was (laughs) skipped i was i was the shad i was catch nested for shad and what i'll do is you know i do the whole brine thing blah 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 blah. two of these shad decent sized ones got stuck in the bottom of my cooler when i dumped it out i didn't look at it that's a pretty horrible smell two weeks later lyle i gotta say I tell you, I and I've told this
0: on Catfish Weekly, but I'm not don't think I've ever told on Fish Nation. I had a buddy of mine that him and I used to fish together a lot, uh Keith Atkins, uh he lives between Columbia and Jeff City and him and I'd go out fishing and I'd catch him we'd sit in I had a John boat, it was a twenty foot John boat. He'd look one way and I'd look the other way and we'd drift down the, the Missouri River and I'd open up a thing of stink bait and I'd put it right behind him, right underneath his But where he couldn't see it. And he look around, accuse me of all kinds of stuff. And Mm -hmm. and you know, get away with that two or three times a year. I could catch you with that. And just leave that jar open or that that container open till
1: he found it. You know, I got two half gallon uh containers, courtesy of the good folks over at Stryker Bates. Maybe I need to bring one to Mendota next year. Oh, wait a minute. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna ruin my plan. We're not gonna get into that. I can think of a guy that that would work really well in
0: his boat with
1: somebody who might have put like a bluegill on one of my rod racks last time maybe I've, so in his company yeah <laughs> maybe so <laughs> yeah want to be
0: outdoors says particle board newspaper anything that collects moisture yeah they'll eat it they'll eat about anything uh, yeah. they really like lettuce and salad products and things like that and
1: You probably won't keep them around that long, which is why I I won't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't feed my bait fish because I use them up. I probably should, but the only um, the only pond food I can find is from Farm and Fleet, and it's a fifty pound bag. I don't need a fifty pound bag of fish kibble in my garage. I got enough junk in there. I understand that. Now here's a good tip. Crappie de Fishon says, "Mark, I reuse the jar of sauce for soaking plastics." He's talking about the liquid in the Berkeley Gulp minnow jars. I think that's something I need to try. Maybe even drop a couple of Lyle's flies in there. Hopefully, I don't think it'll do any damage to him. All it can do is make. No, it, it won't hurt them. Uh, <laughs> no he does that to just soak them in to get the scent. Yeah. Once you plastic? use what's, what? What I usually do is when when, when they I I. I I got a bunch of different colors, and the colors are different, but the actual scent's the same. So I'll combine jars of this or jars of that, and I never know what to do with the extra jars I have stuff in them, or I just reuse them. So now I kind of got an idea what to do. So we'll throw some of them in there. I'd like to try them with hand ties, get something with a nice, bushy. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: You know what? Some of them ones that's made out of squirrel tails probably hold that
1: scent pretty good. I imagine
0: so. Frank says this truck smells like a forty-year-old bait
1: shop. <laughs> That's why I'm grateful for the nicer weather. I've been leaving my truck <laughs> windows open to air that sucker out. Even I even flipped the tonneau cover open on my truck on my bed because it. it, it I, I am not kidding. It smelled like an Italian restaurant underneath that tonneau cover. <laughs> Garlic everywhere. Wow. <laughs> Your- Chubs like to jump out of buckets sometimes. I forget to cover the bucket. Uh, so I can't figure out for the life of me where the smell is. I, you know, I was in a, one of my live streams. I was like, why does my boat stink? And I looked down in the sump of my boat and there's a, a bluegill that got away from me like weeks ago. It was like petrified, but boy, did it smell not good. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I,
0: you know, I think I told you the story about my buddy and I was trying to, my brother and I was trying to catch fish for a fish fry, and a buddy of mine was coming down to visit us. And Jack gets in the boat. When he gets down, we go out, and uh, we're trying to catch a bunch of fish. And We had set out some jug lines and stuff, and he was taking the bait off, and he was getting ready to go in. And instead of throwing the bait in the water, he threw it in the back of this John boat. And I didn't know he was doing it, and he covered it up, He leaves and takes his family. He goes back home, and my brother, he's working. I walked by that boat one day, and I, wow, what in the hell? (laughs) And I got to digging around in there, and every bait Jack took off, he sewed in the back of that boat. Been in there three or four days. (sighs) And I called him up, and, of course, when I called him, he was laughing. He already knew why I was calling.
1: And, well, I, you know, I do the same thing. I just got to remember to get them out of my boat before I pull the boat out. I'm one of them guys that says, don't feed the fish unless it's got a hook run through it. That's so, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the way I was brought up. That's the way well, I was done. Them. So it didn't really matter. But,
0: uh, you know, I couldn't believe you left them in my back of my boat. Danny says, you should have you ever shocked worms out of the ground? I have never. I've heard I people doing that. But Keith, that buddy of mine, he mixes up water in a five-gallon bucket and puts a bunch of um, uh, that fast orange, fast orange, fast oh, orange hand cleaner in it. Okay, and if it's got some kind of acid in it, and you pour that on the ground, if they're in there, they'll come screaming up out of that ground. They can't stand it; it burns them or something. And uh, we've he we go over to an old churchyard there in where he lived in Ashland and. Uh, Pour that out in that yard, and then, and the worms are just come running out of the ground over there. So, but I, I've heard people doing the shocking thing. I'd like to see it done. Uh, I've not done it. I don't know why I couldn't do that with my shock collar for my dog. Actually,
1: uh, I'm not going to give instructions to do that for. Uh, um, I, I don't want to get sued if somebody gets hurt. Because when we were kids, when we had one of them things, we used to touch each other with the darn thing. Not a good idea. I shocked the kid that used to work for me with a shock collar it had
0: seven settings on it and we was driving down the road one day and billy says how potent is that shock collar i said well i don't know i've never never been shocked by it and he said turn that thing on and he said hit that low button let me see how bad it is we're driving down the road now in springfield and i hit that low button and he said, I don't think I can even feel that. I said, well, it's different. Dogs are a lot more sensitive than humans are. He said, hit that next button up. And I hit that too. He said, I can feel that, but it doesn't really hurt. He says, try that third one. I hit that third one. And he says, by God, I can feel that. And before he got his fingers off, I thought he was going to break the window out of my truck. He, he said, Man, that's like lightning going through you.
1: Mm. Chrissy yeah. says, "I shocked Ernie with the one we bought. I wish you would have gotten that on video."
0: Yeah, me too. I wouldn't have video and stuff when I got Old Billy, but he was screaming. He couldn't turn loose of it, and I just held the button down.
1: Dave over at Double Hook Angling says, "Just dump a water uh, with a quarter bottle of Dawn soap. A quarter bottle of Dawn soap. You know what that stuff costs nowadays, Dave? <laughs> just <open it." laughs> And the worms will come out of the. That's a good point. But you know what I do? If I'm washing the cars, I've I've seen that happen when I've dumped the uh, car wash soap out. So maybe dual purpose it that way too. But if you're you know want to try, it, go ahead and do that. I don't even think you need to use that much dish soap. You just gotta have you gotta have uh, um you you gotta have suds, I believe. You know, and enough to really is that what it is, Chrissy? I I think you should try to do that again
0: and video it this time. If you can get him to do it twice and get him twice, that'd be something.
1: It I bet really you I will send you some jigs for that video.
0: You know, I have to say, Chrissy, had, I found three or four, um, you know, we get these giveaways and I write people's names on them. Uh, my desk is kind of full of stuff, and I found three or four of them today with people's name on them. I don't know if I've already sent them one or not, but. If I did, they got them sent again because hers happened to be one of them of peoples with peoples names on them, and sometimes it uh, I change them because we have a lot of the green ones and we can't use the green ones. You can't show them because they don't show up. Right. But I may have already sent them. So if I did, they get two. But whatever uh, I get, I just um, I sent out a bunch of them that had peoples names on them today.
1: Yeah, Dave says uh, Don dish soap is still cheaper than worms. Yeah, and worm prices are getting probably
0: crazy. buying them. Yeah, I don't know. They're like three ninety five or something here um, over at Walmart.
1: I uh, have, a, um, you know, I'll buy worms when I'm at Walmart, right? Just so I have them, and I do put yeah. those in the fridge because they're they're the Canadian breed. They don't necessarily mean it's from Canada, but they're that breed of worm. Um, but if I don't have any, I got a nice big old flat rock that's probably, you know, one foot by like a foot and a half that I keep on the dark side of my house, right next to the house on the ground. I can lift that up, and it's good for five to six worms all the time if I'm in a pinch. So there's something else you can do if you got a little room in your garage. You can find a, a flat rock, one that's not too heavy but heavy enough, and uh, you'll you'll always have worms under there. You Well, yep. for the most part, you will.
0: I'm pretty sure if we dig in our yard, you'd get all of them you want, but um 525 wow that is a high but i'm not gonna dig up my yard for it Uh, i do know that one of the reasons i have so many moles is because of the worms that's in the yard
1: yeah they love to eat worms
0: oh my god i get this year hadn't been as bad but um Every year we just have tons and tons of moles, and I think a lot of that is because of that field behind us. But um, they're selling that off now, so it'll all be houses one day, and then maybe everybody can get together and get rid of them damn moles. They're they're a terrible pain. Uh, I keep thinking every time I hit one of them big holes they leave in my yard, and I'm gonna knock the axle off underneath my, my riding lawnmower. Or
1: well, you roll an ankle and you'll be laid up forever. I've known people they've done that. Oh,
0: yeah. Take an old blanket, spread it out on the ground, and soak with a hose. One will be under it later. That's a great tip, there Danny. $375 for
1: two dozen. That's pretty cheap, Frank. That sounds cheap, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, that does sound cheap
1: compared to everybody, everybody, everything else. There's Clayton the Fishing Nut and Dead Sea Pirates Fishing. How are you? I'm not sure we get two dozen in a package around here. I was thinking more like twelve. We get twelve and at our bait shop they got bigger packs if you know you know if anybody knows anything about downtown Chicago, I know a lot of people aren't fans in the city, but the bait shop right downtown henry's it it's It's been there forever. All the hardcore guys fish or or buy their bait there, stop in there, get their coffee and donuts before they go out onto Lake Michigan. They're closing Lyle. And a big shout-out to anybody who – who works or ever worked at Henry's you guys really did a great service to this community and and the lakefront and we're going to be sorry to see him go. It's a sign of the times, but uh, that the only reason why I brought that up is because whenever uh, a couple of guys, I know they go up North sturgeon fish. I know you're not the biggest fan. They'll get flats of 500 worms over there for 30 bucks. Wow. So they'll drive all the way in there and get a couple of flats, stick them in their fridge. They are the Canadian variety. So they do need to be referred to. That's work to do. But yeah, when you're when you're when you're fishing for sturgeon, you use a lot of worms, and if you're yeah. guided for sturgeon, you're using even more. So
0: one of the main the main things that you catch sturgeon on that I'm aware of is fishing worms, and um, I think I've told you uh, when I first started doing a lot of river fishing, my brother, uh, his father-in-law, all they ever had was 16-foot boats with 35 and 40 horse motors on them and they'd go out and fish the mississippi river that's all they ever had them old guys did and um, i'd go out with him a lot uh, even when cindy and i was dating we'd go down and all i had to do is take him a six pack of beer and we'd go fishing <laughs> you know and every, every store down there would sell me a six pack of beer so it wasn't no big deal uh, whether i was of age or not so we could take him down there and he'd take us out fishing and we'd have We'd have a lot of fun, catch a lot of fish, and about the only thing we ever used was worms and used to catch them. Sturgeon, my God, them and Drum, you catch so many of them uh, that wasn't funny, but worms is all he ever used. He didn't he didn't realize that you could use cut bait and catch them. And we'd fish, you know, a half mile below the dam near Clarksville, and sometimes we'd go down around the islands or off the wing dike tips and stuff. That's he wanted to drink beer and use fishing worms, and that's what we done. We always caught stuff. Can't really complain about it.
1: <laughs> Lance says he can get six dozen for 1950. That's a heck of a deal, too. That's not too bad. That ain't bad at all. No you know, yeah. I just kind of giggled a little bit because I I forgot where I was going with the worm shocker story. I accidentally hit my grandfather with that worm shocker once. <laughs> I scared him to death. He hit me with a shovel. I'm not even kidding. He was so mad at me.
0: What What kind of shocker was
1: it? What What kind of shocker was it? It was a like a it was like a big rod, like a quarter inch steel rod connected to one side of an extension cord, and it was literally like three feet long. And I just like around and hit him, and I scared him so bad he whacked me with that shovel in the back of the leg. Holy smokes, was he mad? I don't know if you could do it or not, but what about a cattle prod? Wouldn't that work? I don't know. I've never been prodded, Lyle. How about you?
0: Well, I've had them on my leg before. But people hit you by mistake when moving hogs and stuff, and they'll light
1: you no. up. You gotta run, you gotta run that steel rod into the ground. The further, and it's weird, as you're pushing it into the ground, you can feel it vibrating. You can feel the electricity going through it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd have to unplug that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't
1: do that. Yeah, oh. I couldn't do
0: that. Yeah, there's Lance McCoo, guy. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, Lance. happy
1: birthday, Lance. Yeah, yeah, they do hurt a
0: little. <laughs> <laughs> Use them cattle prods when, when we used to get uh hogs up to get ready to send off for a guy I used to hunt on. I gotta help him get stuff ready. And man, they'll light you up 'cause you know, I often wondered about that. I wonder if them guys is actually doing that by mistake or whether he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> You never know about the guys that I was helping.
1: Yeah, I, I could take a guess. <laughs> Creole Catfish and says, the small sturgeon in the Mississippi love crawfish. I can tell you two guys right here, him and me, that love crawfish too, Creole. Yeah, I do.
0: I really do. But um, crawfish is a great bait for a lot of different kinds of fish. Catfish love them, of course. But if you can find a pond that's out in the middle of nowhere that doesn't really have any fish in it. A lot of times it'll be the little white crawdads and they're no more than two inches long, usually down to an inch or less. And them some of the greatest channel cat bait. If, if you're fishing rivers that have riffles and stuff in them, you can fish off the end of them riffles and man, you can just waylay
1: the channel cats on them. They do pretty good. You know, crawfishes. I tried using them for channel catch here, but the smallmouth get to them. That's how good the smallmouth population is here. Oh, that'd be tough to handle, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, they, they beat the channel catch to them all the time. So wow! And I did use that tip that I saw. Uh, he's not the original person I know, but I first time I ever saw it is about using like dental rubber bands around crayfish, and then just putting a hook through the rubber band. They live a lot longer. On uh, me, what is it, uh, Gene, the fishing machine? I saw it on there, and that seems to work pretty good. I've done that a little times, a few times. The, 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 you know, the crawfish we get here, they're the soft pond crawfish that you can buy in the bait <laughs> store. I haven't been out saying for crawfish in a long time, and usually I keep the Helgramites rather than that. You're right about that. Yes, sir. sir. <laughs> you are right about that. It can catch you a six-pack or two, too. As, do you know how to do, do the food period? What is it? The,
0: <laughs> I tell you, I like the crawdads, but everything else that's in that, the corn and the potatoes and everything else is just as good as the crawfish. So. Agreed.
1: Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I, the drum are pretty. They're pretty voracious eaters. They'll eat anything.
0: They will. Them nasty things. That's james dockery's favorite fish he'd rather eat them than anything i don't know how he stands it they're so nasty i'm gonna try it i've never tried it so you let me know how you like them after you try them
1: well, i'm gonna um, make sure i got some fish to back that up because it's probably if be I, a good idea <laughs> if I put all of that work of warming up all that oil to fry one drum up i'm gonna be mad what if do it's they call bad. those uh gasper goose is it I think, yeah,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure anything that's called a or goo, it can't be that good to eat. <laughs> just can't be.
1: <laughs> Whole purple onions in the crab boil. Oh, that's yeah. good, too. I like yeah. the to purple onions, too, but we're getting off uh, goo in my red gravy. <laughs> See, I guess he likes it. <laughs> Oh,
0: Sunny, you know, Parker even likes trout. Oh, Sunny, come on. They don't even make good bait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Excuse me, laughing. Yeah, I do I would think if you was going to eat one, you'd want them out of cold water. And and I know that that Sunny gets cold water, but <laughs> jeremy don't know what cold water
1: is <laughs> yeah, this is true he's never seen it before <laughs> <laughs> only cold water he knows is the ice cubes in his drink that's it yeah that's about it clayton the fishing that says drum are really good comparable uh really good they're comparable to catfish i think is what he oh, said
0: man i don't know about that
1: <clears throat> I've don had I it. says drum out of cold water don you live so far north everything's cold everything's water. cold yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't even get fish. I've used them, tried to use them for bait, and I can't get nothing to bite them. I've never they're, had luck. So. They're just nasty.
1: I don't use them. Freshwater drum are good and they are cousins to the saltwater drum. I know a lot of people that like saltwater drum. They they really <laughs> like them. So yeah, they, they say them redfish are pretty good. I, I can't the drum's a drum. I ain't eating none of them.
0: But they're fun to catch. They put up a big fight. They're wide-bodied fish, and they know how to use that current to their advantage, which makes them a fun fish to catch. I think that's why Dockery catches them, because they're fun to catch, not that he likes to eat them. I think he just likes to catch them.
1: Oh, Katie loves them. Hello, Katie, if you're listening next to James right now. Drum are good, fresh, but I don't like freezing them. Okay, there's a tip. Yeah. You know, I've caught some white bass here just recently, and I cooked them one fresh, and I froze the other one because I wanted to see if uh, my sister Betty was pulling my chain, so to speak. But, no, she was right. Don't freeze white bass. Yeah, they they're not any good for weren't there's, any there's a lot good of
0: fish that. that you can't freeze. I think it has uh,
1: to do with the, what is it, the
0: texture of the fish? The Yeah, the meat. Yeah, I think you're right. I love it when you guys get talk real. But well, we enjoy doing it too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about that. We love it. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I do want to mention that he, him, and his family—they've had the flu or something—and yeah. they haven't been feeling very good. So when you get him down, you got to kick him while he's down. <laughs> not
1: let him up. Mean. Yeah, I am. Uh, Clayton but says, you know, I mixed "If
0: he was on here, he'd be doing me that way." <laughs> so he
1: absolutely would be calling everybody out, including me. No joke about that. <laughs> part, part of his charm. Clayton yeah. the Fishing nut says, "I I mixed a bunch of drum nuggets with catfish nuggets and had a fish fry. Couldn't tell the difference, uh, but maybe uh, that was just you." Mm. I'm guessing that the catfish made the drum taste better. I got an idea for. Mendota next year, Lyle. I'm not gonna tell you about that
0: though. <coughs> uh oh, I got a message on my phone.
1: Uh, is Sonny it a movie? Says,
0: Sonny says, How <laughs> how does Dockery get drummed when it's bigger than he is? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this isn't from Dockery.
1: Oh, okay. Hopefully, it's nothing. Hopefully, it's something good, like you won that publisher's clearinghouse or something.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be okay. it. It's from Van.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I have to wait. Till my Oh, <laughs> he says, Did I just hear you say drum or like you, short and wide?
1: <laughs> yeah, I found it. You know, you can say that in chat, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy says over at Creole Catfish, and that's why I do my best to stay on Dockery's good side. It's a good idea. I was going to say he has a good side.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to give away a couple of packages of
1: jinx tonight, Mark. Awesome. I got the thing already. Oh, you know what? Let me reload because I think I put a space in there and I don't want a space in there. Sonny Parker says, Dockery, the other short joke. <laughs> you guys are so mean to him.
0: (laughs) He'll he'll be fit to be tied if we ever get him in a chat again. The other short joke. That's funny. Sonny's kind of got a a way to get with Dockery because Dockery makes fun of Sonny's dogs all the time. But them dogs are the only thing I know of that's shorter than Dockery.
1: What are we giving away, Lyle? Let me give you the solo screen before pe- people are going to start entering that in there anyway. So let me give you the solo screen. Yeah. We'll We're going
0: I'm gonna mix up a package of each. Uh, 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 I'll just go through what I got. I've got. A, I got a box okay. out here, and I'll just take and put four or five in a package, and ship them off to the winners. We'll do two of those. So All what? right. Assortments
1: and assortment. So we will remove you from solo screen and we're back. If you guys want to be entered into those to win one of two giveaways tonight, I need you to enter in hashtag I love panfish in the chat, like just like Matt and AJH. Hello, AJ. How are you? assortment no, <clears throat> Valerie. I how you doing? To,
0: um, tell everybody while I'm thinking about it if I can find it. The post office. If you buy stamps right now, they have they have um, stamps that has hot rod cars on them.
1: And nice. Uh, oh, did you buy every one of them? I well, bought a two of know? them, and
0: I've used one of them already, and I can't find the other. And I was going to get it out here, but it's got the reason I was so in because my favorite car of all times that I ever owned was a '67 Cougar, and it had a '67 Cougar on there. Nice. XR7 GT. They had a, a Mustang on it. They had a Chevelle on it. Um, they had a Dodge a, a Duster or a Demon. I don't remember which. They had a Barracuda. Um, a lot of cool stuff on there. There's two of each on each package, I believe. Um, and they're the same price as everything else. They just look really cool. cool. And uh, I just thought that was something really neat. <laughs> Anybody that that wants one. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about buying a package each for my grandkids.
1: Yeah, and buy yourself one and set it off to the side. Put it in a little one of them uh, frames and uh, put it right next to you, all your reels. That'd be kind of cool to have, I think. Yeah, it would. What's up? Two stands in the house. How you doing? Everybody's getting entered in getting here. Mike Sampson's in
0: here. What's up, Sampy? <clears throat> Solo Texan Ventures. Cindy says, "I love chocolate." <laughs> Me too. Yeah, that's- that's a hint. Bring her some
1: chocolate home next time you're out, Lyle. She's in there. She's just made some popcorn, and it smells so good. Do you ever have popcorn with M&M's? Oh, that's heavenly. No, I never have done that. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I haven't done that. Of course, let the, can... M- let the popcorn cool off a little first, and then throw like a handful or two of M&M's in there, and you can call me and thank me later. Okay. I really like the ones that the, you
0: get at Christmas time at the 10s. It's got three different kinds in it. I like that.
1: <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Valerie says she had an old 66 Chevy Biscayne uh, her senior year of high school. You mean 19, back in 1986, right, Valerie? It was mm-hmm. a 66, but. Well, mine was
0: a 67. Mm-hmm. My first car was a '60. 67 Fairlane, but it was a fun car to have. But that 67 Cougar was a wheel stander, I really liked it.
1: <laughs> I had a 69 fastback Mustang, too. Yeah, remember, I told you my father had his uh convertible Impala stolen when he was a young man? That's when mm-hmm. he replaced it with the Fairlane, and then later on, he later on, he had like a 67 442. I destroyed That's-
0: that Fairlane, it was a really nice car. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen when you're a young man, don't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had several cougars over the years.
1: Sunny Cat and I think he just called you his little kettle Corn. I think he just came up with I like kettlecorn <clears throat> 64 Rambler. I had a buddy
0: that I run around with, Bobby McCurdy. His dad had a 65 Rambler. And um, when Bob's car was broke down, and he lived 18 miles out of town. He came to town, that old Rambler, and we run the crap. How that ramble! I don't know how it ever survived. I swear.
1: Guerrero says he had a seventy-two Skylark. A buddy of mine had one of them. Yep. Except he dropped a four fifty-five in it. I think. Creole says his old Mustang's somewhere in Tennessee now. I wish I was somewhere in Tennessee
0: <clears> right <throat> now. After the show, I should say. Yeah, I don't know about the. I don't have really reason to go to Tennessee, but. Um, if I could find my old Cougar and could afford it, the price of them old cars now has just uh, went completely berserk. Um, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> I had, um, um, I had, th- I bought three sixty-five Mustangs at one time. Only one of them run, but uh, if I had those back, I could name my price on them, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, that Falcon would be cool if it was a two-door.
1: <clears throat> so many cool cars from back then.
0: Uh, one one car that I never owned that I always wanted was a 65 uh, Falcon two-door. It looked like the Fairlanes. Those little short, stubby ones come out with high-performance four-speed, 411 positive track rear ends in them. There was a 289 Hypo in them. It had 271 horsepower. I'd, I always wanted one of those and never did get one. I knew a guy that had one. It was fast, really fast.
1: <clears throat> Ethan Turner says, I'm getting the feeling I'm the spring chicken in this bunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could be. <laughs> I, always was cool. like
1: a, I always wanted like a 47 power wagon, but that's nothing fast. and not not really fun. It doesn't go down the road very smooth, but it'd still be pretty cool to own one.
0: You know, we had a uh, sixty-nine Shelby in the barn down the road from me. Oh man, I'd give anything to have that. I uh when we had a shop in Springfield before I sold it, there was a guy down the street who had a used car lot, and he had bought a brand new red Power Wagon, one of the little short bed ones. Yeah, it had like one hundred and fifty miles on it, set in the showroom of his of his used car lot. Sat, he's he bought it new, and um, he was a salesman for Dodge. He bought that thing and, it's, and then he went into business for himself. and That thing sat there and sat there and sat there. He passed away, and I don't know whatever happened to that car or that truck, but uh, like I say, 150 miles on it, and he licensed it every year. And I would write him up an inspection and never even have him bring it down because it just, you know, it never moved.
1: Just sat there.
0: Yeah, it just sat there
1: valerie says only the cool guys had chain steering wheels i didn't have one of them man, man I, know I
0: know where there's a 55 no mad at sitting right outside of town here
1: i know somebody who broke every every one of his ribs except for one with one of them chain steering wheels when he hits oh i'll bet uh.
0: there's a guy right outside of town here right at the edge of town that's got it looks like a 55 with a bunch of spare parts to it uh it's been sitting there for most of the summer, so I'm guessing he wants a pretty good price for it. It's not in very good shape, but just to be able to find one of those um, is something right now, I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) There's Ricky over at Solid Tax Adventures. What's up, Ricky? I'll take that too, (laughs) Creole. I would take that too, because that's got one of them hot motors in it. All right, Lyle, uh, we got twenty entered. Uh, This is going to be the last call, I'm guessing, right? And then uh, we'll do two drawings back to back. Make sure if you haven't entered, enter in hashtag I Love Panfish one word, and you'll be automatically entered. You got any big plans for the weekend, Lyle? I do not. Do not. I mowed the yard yesterday, so
0: I won't have to. I think it was yesterday. Maybe it's Monday. I won't have to do
1: that for a day or two. Yeah, I'm going to do a little bait fishing. I got family stuff to do. And then Monday night, I'll be live again, I believe, for the show Monday night after Catfish Weekly. So, Are you going to be fishing? or are you just? I, to- I think so. I'll let you know for sure. But I'm just letting the people in chat know. So yeah. if you want to come hang out for a couple hours, that'd be great. I'd love to have you. Hopefully, we can get some bullheads out there. But now the time when the big girls come out to play. Yeah. I, ain't over yet. I got a month left of uh, flathead fishing, and then it's done for the most yeah. part. All right, what do you say we do the drawing, Lyle? You ready? Yes, sure. Letter rip, potato chip. I like potato chips. With French onion dip. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I like that too. Double hook angling. There you go, Dave. Congratulations. He knows how to get in touch with you, right, Lyle? He does. Cool. Dave, get a hold of uh, um, Lyle and he'll send you one of his uh, packs of jigs that he's going to mix up and uh, have fun with that. You ready for the second drawing, Lyle? Yeah, go go ahead. All right. I don't think we told everybody we don't let people win twice, correct? No, we do not. Okay, we want to share it. Share. Hey, Ricky over at Solitary Adventures. I think Ricky's won before. I've seen him win a couple of times. Congratulations, uh, I Ricky. Valerie. Had
0: um had one and she donated her stuff to Ricky.
1: Oh, cool. Hey Ricky, if you want to get in touch with Lyle, you can email him at catfishweeklytv at gmail.com. That's catfishweeklytv at gmail.com. All one word. Yep. Cool. I think Justin's not. I don't not, think, um, think Ricky he
0: does the um uh, uh messenger stuff, right? I don't believe so, but he does have email, so he'll email yep. you. Yeah, that'll be fine, and um, I know that Valerie had contacted me because had, she had won uh, one of the the boxes full of jigs, and, and I sent that to him, and I sent a package to him also, and I don't know that he got the package yet, but if not, I'll, when I send this off, I'll just include another package and uh, hook him up. Awesome, awesome. This, the mail... I don't have UPS or FedEx or none of that stuff in Buffalo. They come through, but I don't have accounts where they'll stop and pick stuff up. And you have to set all that up because we don't have a an outlet here. The only outlet I have is a post office. So that's what I use to ship everything. And um, they'll lose a few. And they'll actually, I've had people uh, show me packages that where they got an envelope with nothing in it. And, um, I try oh. to use the, the yellow padded envelopes, but when I'm out, I'll put them in a white one sometimes and ship them. And that's where I run into problems, but I tape them up. But anyhow, if, if you get problems, just let me know. We'll, we'll take care of
1: it. It's no biggie. Fun show tonight, Mark. I always have fun hanging out with the people in chat and chatting you. And of course you Lyle, it's always a good time. We did. We had a great time tonight and, uh, I'm glad
0: that everybody joined us in chat. I don't know how many we had in there. I really was too busy paying
1: attention to other stuff. But Hit that that thumbs up before you leave, people.
0: One last time, we'll remind them. Ricky, just let me know how you want to do that. We'll make it happen. It's not a problem. Either way, you want to do it. That's right. (laughs) Matt, that's correct. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching the show tonight and um, be sure to tune in Monday night for Catfish Weekly. We'll be on and then Mark with the Catfish and Crappie podcast will follow up and he's going to be live from his boat if everything works out right. Which Correct. Will be a lot of fun. And then we'll be back here next Thursday right after the bait shop, Mark.
1: We'll be here again. We'll look forward to seeing all you. Thanks for hanging out, folks. Uh,
0: let me see. Uh, do we have a guest next week? Let me check my calendar here. Um I don't think we have a guest next week. I, I know the sunny's coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'll get that straightened away. And we might try to get Kim Burnett to join us next week. Kim's always a wealth of information and you guys can can uh, that's fine, Ricky. You guys can get your questions uh geared up for him because Kim is he'll answer anything you ask him. He don't he don't hold back and and uh, he knows his stuff, and the man can make some cool-looking flies and jigs. So,
1: and he's a fly-fishing son of a gun.
0: Yes, he is. I've seen some crappie he caught on Fly Rod. He posted pictures of and They was really, really nice. Well, he gets big balls, but big yeah. bluegills as well. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.